Are you ready? It's time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. You heard it. It is time for the Hammered Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Gray, here with my co-host, Tom Abbey. What's going on, everyone? Let's kick off another week of uh, picks and NFL and NCAA fun. We're sitting here watching the NBA draft, a little maction. It's a nice Wednesday night, right, Tom? Absolutely. Can't complain about this for a Wednesday. No, uh, any NBA fans got to be excited this week. Today you got the draft. Friday free agency starts. Sounds like they're going to have a, a mid-December start with some Christmas Day games. and should be a lot of fun. Nice. Let's recap last weekend, Tom. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> uh, so I had a rough weekend. I went 1-5 in, in my picks. Kevin did much better. 4-1-1. One one. Um, we both hit our locks. Um, I did, however, pick the winner of the Masters at plus 750, so I ain't so bad. That makes up for a lot of minus 110 <laughs> losses. Yeah, absolutely. So if you put a full unit on DJ, that makes up for a lot, that's for sure. Um, highlights, takeaways from last weekend. What did you see? NCAA first. NCAA. Um, a couple things that stood out to me was... Uh, the Irish didn't have a letdown. The Irish did not have a letdown, which was nice for me personally. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, hold on. i got to get my note up. Yeah, and as you kind of roll back through some of the stuff that happened last weekend... There weren't a lot of big games. It was what they called like one of the worst like lineups of the season in college football. So I think a couple things that did stand out. Um, I know right here, Indiana, uh, going on the road to play Michigan State, obviously seemed like the better team going into it, but to win 24 nothing, really still look impressive, setting up the big showdown this week. Yeah. 12 p.m., Ohio State. It'll be a lot of fun for that game. Getting 20 and a half in that game, too. So Which is uh, weird. Yeah. And then um, NFL Sunday, um, what do we see that's uh, th- that we had last weekend that, that makes sense uh, or doesn't make sense from what you saw last weekend? Yeah, so I think we saw more of the same in the NFL. A lot of close games, um, a lot of you know Tampa Bay rebounding in impressive fashion, um, Cleveland winning against Houston, but 10-7, wind and rain. Bad, and bad weather, yeah. Um, the Giants getting back into the NFC East match with a big win against Philadelphia. The big surprise, the Patriots winning at home in a monsoon against the Ravens. Yes. Um, it's a lot of interesting games. I think uh, the Rams beating Seattle was very good, obviously, for the Rams' playoff hopes. And really just makes that division. I mean, you're gonna, you have three teams right now at 6-3 and three in the NFC West, and it's going to be up. A boat race to get to the end there. Oh yeah, and we got to talk about the Hail Murray. <sighs> Listen, the Bills uh, had a little letdown in the third quarter. It looked like per usual fell behind. Uh, Josh Allen marches him down the field, makes what looks like a beautiful game-winning touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. Uh, you know, you had to be impressed with that. Uh, what thirty-four seconds 34. remain, and the Cardinals get down. To, I think it was what the forty-three. Uh, 41, yeah, somewhere 43, there. somewhere in there. And Kyler Murray rolls left, throws it, and you just see the black gloves rise above the white gloves and snatch the ball in the end zone of DeAndre Hopkins. So just absolutely an instant classic football game. And, yeah. you know, statistically, how'd the game bear out, Tom? Must have been pretty close, I would think. In um, yards, let's see here. 
total yards, um, 369 for the Bills, 453 for the Cardinals. So really close there. The rushing yards was the big one. The Cardinals 217 to the Bills 73. Yeah, still it re- continues to be an issue in Buffalo, uh, running the ball and stopping the run. And yes. you know it's something that they've got to figure out more than likely in the off season. You've got what you've got right now. Yeah. And uh, you know they can scheme up stopping the run, but it's at the sacrifice of giving up the play action stuff. So yep. uh, like we saw in the Tennessee game earlier this year. So, um, you know, let's move on to this weekend, though, and, uh, you know, take a look at what we've got coming up here, and I'll I'll jump right in if you want, Tom, with my yeah. first college football pick of the week. Let's go. So, I'm going to start, and I'm going to go to the Big Ten. I'm going to take Purdue-Minnesota under 63. Purdue's played tough games every week. Aiden O'Connell performed pretty well against Northwestern last week. The Purdue defense has held opponents to 20, 24, and 27 points this season. Minnesota struggles against the run, but Purdue can't run it. Temps in the 20s, winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Give me Purdue, Minnesota under 63 to kick off the weekend. And I believe that's a Friday night game. Yeah, it should be a, a really lame game. So Yeah, <laughs> with that, an under makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm going for a, a, a big, uh, a bigger game on my first one. We got Oak State traveling to Oklahoma, number fourteen, number eighteen in the nation. Um, you know, a little bit of a rivalry between the two. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm give, give me Oak State plus the seven. Um, when you look at the two teams, Oak State's defense is much better than Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's offense is a little better than Oak State's offense. But give me the plus seven in a game that both teams really need to have if they want to win the Big 12 this year. Uh, these are probably the two teams that are the best in the Big 12 right now. Duke in and out. It's going to be a lot of fun. So give me the points. I think this game will be close. I don't think either one's going to run away with it. So give me the the seven points there. I'll take that. Yeah, I took a look at that game as well. And um, there's been talk about Oklahoma finding their stride and so on. But I don't know that it's really been against great competition. So... For me, I, I think they are getting better offensively, but Oak State's going to be the best defense they've played in a while. Yeah, so they found their stride against TCU, Texas Tech, and Kansas. Give yeah, me a break. Right? Exactly. Um, when they played tough teams at the beginning of the year, they lost two of those games, um, and they barely, barely barely beat Texas in four overtimes. Right. right? So, you know, I, there's nothing there that scares me that I think they're that good to really run away with it. No. Oklahoma State definitely has the firepower to put up a bunch of points. I like the selection, Tom. Uh, the next one I have, I'm going to go a little little Pack 10. Pack. Whatever they are now. Pack something. <laughs> pack 8. Going for the uh, little yeah, Pack 8 <laughs> after dark. <laughs> I'm, give me USC minus 3 at Utah. Utah's having their first game of the year, which is one of the reasons. I, I, I don't think Utah's going to be as good this year. They've lost a ton from last season. They haven't been able to play yet. They haven't worked out some of those kinks. USC has looked solid in their in their first two games, two wins. They've got a little bit of a roll now. Um, I just think that they're going to be able to win that. This is actually my lock of the week. USC minus three against Utah. Who's gonna? I think they're going to have some kinks to work out on that offense. They have to figure out what they're going to do. Is Jake per- Bentley going to, you know, be the yeah. guy there in Utah? Is he going to be able per- to do enough? They're, they lost Bradley and I and Zach Moss, and they got to replace all these people and yeah. do it on the fly against USC is not an easy task. Yeah. 
All right, so I'm going to move to the ACC here, and this is my lock of the week. I have Pitt plus three over Virginia Tech. Tech has one game. They run the ball. Pitt is number two in the entire nation in yards per carry allowed. Top 12 in the nation in sack rate. Virginia Tech runs the ball on 63% of their plays, and when they do pass, they give up a sack on almost 9% of their dropbacks. This sets up really poorly for Virginia Tech. They're going to be on the road. They're going to struggle to move the ball. Pitt doesn't have a lot on offense, but it's going to be enough. Pitt's going to win the game outright, but take the three points. Yeah, absolutely. I was looking at this game, too. I don't think either of these teams are really great. So the home dog, not a bad move. Absolutely. And then my final pick of the weekend. Let's go to the SEC, and let's take one with a big number in it. I'm going to take the Bulldog matchup, and I'm going to take Mississippi State plus 25 over Georgia. Can Georgia even score 25 if Mississippi State doesn't throw them the ball? (laughs) State's been awful offensively because they can't run the ball. They have the worst rushing offense in the nation. They're averaging 21 yards per game running the ball. doesn't matter because they throw it 78% of the time. Georgia is good at stopping the run. Uh, but they have been susceptible at times against the pass. Offensively, Georgia's pedestrian in most categories, and I think Mississippi State can do enough to cover. I think maybe Georgia gets to 34, but can Mississippi State not get 10? I think they can. All right. Uh, my next one, I'm going with a, a little a little play here. Cincinnati in their last few games have scored 55, 38, 49, 42, 28. UCF in their last, 38-44-51-49-26. I'm taking the over 63.5 between Cincinnati and UCF. I think both these teams are going to move the ball almost at will. They're going to score a ton of points. 63.5 does not seem like enough. The number one passing offense, the number one overall offense in football against a team that also is scoring an average of 38 points a game themselves. Yeah, I think that makes total sense. These two teams score a lot. Cincinnati plays great defense, but UCF is a different kind of offense yeah. for them to play against. And I think that they can do more than the 7 and 10 and 14 points that teams are scoring against yeah, them. They've, they've, had, they've really stacked the deck with some games where some of these teams didn't even show up. Like South Florida is really bad. Army doesn't, you know, plays a completely different kind of football. They held down in Austin P. Um, this is going to be a different game where the team's throwing it all around. Yeah. All right. So there are college football picks for this weekend. Let's take a move. Any, old... uh, what other games are you looking at here before we get going? Uh... Yeah, so, um, you know, of course I always look at my Auburn team, you know. Yeah. They're laying 11.5 against Tennessee coming off the bye. Tennessee looks like they're in shambles, and the Auburn defense seems to be finding themselves. Bo Nix looks like he's starting to figure some things out. I wouldn't be afraid to lay the 11.5 with Auburn here uh, this weekend. You got Alabama against Kentucky laying 30 in that 30. game. These uh, SEC matchups are really lopsided this week. I thought really long and hard about just hopping on Kentucky thinking they can. Their defense is really good. They should be able to keep it tight. And Alabama doesn't need to run people out of the building. No. They only need to win the game. Yeah. Win so, by two touchdowns, you're fine. Right. So they, they just have to win the games. 
Uh, my concern is on that Kentucky offense. That's yeah, the reason they might not I couldn't score. get there. Right. But they could lose 28 nothing in cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and then Florida-Vanderbilt, Tom. We talked uh, about that yeah. a little bit earlier. That's a huge line, too. 31-and-a-half, I'm looking at it right now. Clemson, 35-and-a-half over Florida State. I mean, there's some huge lines with some of the big teams this week. Uh, but as far as good games go, I think obviously Ohio State-Indiana, we touched on at noon. Uh, and Northwestern Wisconsin is an interesting one early on in the Big Ten. Uh, Wisconsin hopefully is healthy and ready to go. And Northwestern's 4-0. Wisconsin's 2-0. Should be a lot of fun to watch that game in the afternoon slot. Yeah, yeah. there's no question about that. I mean, um, there, there are definitely some fun games out there. Um, I'd like to see... I'm kind of interested in this Arizona against Washington game. I want to see if Washington can bounce back. Um, Arizona... They only lost thirty-four to thirty to USC. They can. They score were winning some, that game. Yeah, too. they can score some points. Yeah, um, I had Arizona plus fifteen uh, on a game day play this past weekend, and um, you know, watching Grant Canal throw the ball around, they they've got plenty on offense. So I'm interested to see just how good this Washington team is with Jimmy Lake taking over there, um, and see if they're a team that belongs in the top twenty-five or not. So. You know, that's going to be my Pac-12 watch this weekend. It's an 8 o'clock game, I think, on, on yeah. Saturday night. So, um, other than that, I mean, I, I don't see a lot that really piques my interest. In, in yeah, the there's definitely league. enough to, to keep her going, at least. Yeah. Let's talk pro ball. Yeah. I'll get us going here. Um, my first pick, which I wanted to make my money line pick, but currently it is it is not listed. But give me Green Bay plus the 1.5 against the Colts. One, I think Green Bay's offense has enough to score on the Colts' defense, which is very good. Um, Number one statistical defense in the NFL. But the Packers, with Rodgers and all the weapons on offense, and they can run the ball now, um, that side I think is fine. But I think it's the defense of the Packers that really makes this a a good pick. Phillip Rivers, I mentioned it to you earlier, he's a statue back there. And the the one thing the Packers' defense does is get after the passer Sack him, harass him, hit him. Philip Rivers is known to make terrible decisions when under pressure. They're going to be able to get after him, cause fumbles. I, I expect that side of the ball to get it done for them. Very nice. Uh, my money line pick of the week, and it's weak. It's only plus one hundred five right now. Yeah. Um, but it is a money line play nonetheless. Uh, I'm on the Cincinnati Bengals uh, money line. Uh, coming off a tough game at Pittsburgh, where the outcome was never in question. It's not a game where they were grinding it out to the wire. Uh, and will come in exhausted off the game or anything of that nature. Um, Washington football team played down to the wire after falling behind badly to a poor Detroit team. Cincinnati is three points better in my power ratings. Home field advantage doesn't mean a whole lot here. Um, I think that the Bengals, I think they have more offensively right now than Washington does, and I think they can do enough. My concern, obviously, is whether or not the offensive line for Cincinnati can keep Joe Burrow upright. Yeah. Uh, but I like some of the weapons on that Bengals team. I think they're continuing to get a little bit better despite the setback last weekend to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, so give me the Bengals at plus 105. Game's sneaky fun because Alex Smith looked really good last week in his first game back. Um, should, be, should be kind of fun. See, yeah. see what he can do in that game. My next selection, let's go uh, to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. And I'm going to take Kansas City minus 7. And this is a situational play. Andy Reid is 18-3 and three off the bye. 
including beating the Raiders 40-9 off the bye last season. The Raiders won that first game at Arrowhead, so revenge is definitely going to be on Kansas City's mind. They're not going to take this team lightly. There is no look-ahead spot here. There's no place that they're going to be looking to the next game and say, hey, this is the one. This is the game right now. All the focus is on it. Last time they played, who was on deck? The 4-0 Bills, while the Chiefs were 4-0. So they're thinking, hey, we got a primetime matchup coming up against the Bills. We're both undefeated. The Bills just beat this Raiders team. May have just taken them a little too lightly that early in the season. The Raiders at 2-2 two and two coming in. May not have expected what they got. They were controlled. Um, the time of possession in that game was 36-24. to 24. Um, So I think they just got tired and wore down late in the game. They ended up falling behind 40-24. to 24. Um, I think the Chiefs bounce back in a big way. I think they're going to try to put up a big number. And I think they have the capability to do it. Yeah, I, I like that pick. I think the Chiefs are healthier than they were when they played the Raiders last time and when they played the Bills. They're, they're definitely got everybody kind of going now. They've committed to running the ball more, which I think's made that offense even more terrifying. Uh, and I think the, Ra- the Raiders are a good team. I, I just don't think they're ready to deal with a, the full onslaught. But they beat them before. Maybe it is something they know, and that's, that's kind of the fun of this game. Is it something the Raiders have scheme-wise against that of defense that they can score 40 again? I don't think 40 is going to happen. Listen, but. I can come out looking stupid on this one because yeah. if the if the Raiders are able to control the clock, run the ball, and the Chiefs can't figure out a way to slow that down and defend the play-action pass, this is going to happen again. Yeah. The Raiders are going to beat them again. And, and I'll look foolish with this wager, but I think situationally Andy Reid is one of the best at coming up with creative things from his playbook, coming off the bye. Yeah. You know, the situation just screams, take the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, with a win here, can all but salt away the division. If they lose, the division's wide open. They'll have a two-game lead, but they've lost both the Raiders. It could get real real sticky for them. So. Absolutely. Important game. Um, I'm going with, give me the Rams plus four against Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay's the better team. I think they'll win this game. But I think, again, I think the Rams play people tight. The Rams are in these games. They're very good defensively. Again, getting after the quarterback. Tom Brady, not the most mobile. Never Wasn't the most mobile to begin with. Now at his age now, even less mobile. I think we've seen him in the last few weeks. If you're able to get to him, um, you are able to disrupt him just like always. The Saints were able to do it. I think the Rams obviously have a better pass rush than them. And, you know, plus four I think is a good, good stab at the Rams team. Who could win this game on the field? Uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and then my money line play is also a, a weaker one, but it's one thirty. So back yeah. up. I have Detroit against Carolina. I, I think Detroit's just the better football team than Carolina. I, I think they can move the ball through the air. Adrian Peterson's running pretty well, surprisingly. The Carolina Panthers are still beat up. No Mc, no McCaffrey again. I, I like it. It's gonna they're gonna score points in this game. I might peek at the over here, but. Give me the, the Lions to pull off another win. This is what the Lions do. They win enough of these little games to to look like they have a shot to make a run at the playoffs at the end of the year. So, I like it. I like it. Tyre, we're all upset here because Tyrese Halliburton went 12 to the Kings, and we were really hoping the Knicks would take him at 8. But we took Obi Toppin, and now we're Obi Toppin fans, right? Yeah. The one team that Tom and I are the fans of the same team, yeah. so uh, we can 
commiserate. commiserate. <laughs> oh, that was bad. All right. You got so your last pick. My last up. pick. Um, let's go to the big easy. And I'm going to take the Saints minus five. We got a big adjustment to the loss of Drew Brees here. I have New Orleans ten and a half points better than Atlanta. They've got it minus five right now. Jameis Winston's going to play quarterback. He's familiar with facing the Falcons. That's true. He beat them last year when his receivers were healthy in November. And then he played them a second time uh, when Atlanta got all those wins at the end of the year and everybody thought they were so great. Yeah, they were hot. He played them without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He had no receivers to throw to in the game, and they lost in overtime on a pick six. I think that the Saints are playing well in multiple facets of the game. Alvin Kamara looks like MVP Kamara. I I think that the guy is playing... I know that's a quarterback award right now, but if you're going to consider somebody else, Alvin Kamara is playing out of his mind. Delvin Cook as well. Yeah. Michael Thomas is back. Uh, You know, they're, they're starting to get healthy, aside from Drew Brees, you know. But here's the other thing. Winston adds the threat of pushing the ball down the field. They haven't had that with Drew Brees. It's been all short stuff, all checkdowns, which has been a winning formula. But with the addition of Winston's ability to push it down the field to Michael Thomas, to, you know, uh, Traquan Smith, you know, they, they've got plenty of talent out there. I think Jared Cook could have a big game. Uh, this, to me, and the Falcons are just not very good. They're not very good. They can't stop anyone. And now they're going to play this Saints team that seems to be firing on all cylinders. And I don't yeah. feel like they really missed a beat when they when they had to go to Winston last week. Yeah, it's definitely a, a big overreaction um, number-wise. You just hope that, uh, you know, the Falcons can hang around sometimes. They score. Mm-hmm. Even when they get down 10, they have the chance to, you know. Matt Ryan has lived on garbage time yards and touchdowns his whole life. And if Winston doesn't throw the ball away. That, yeah. That's that's the big question mark here. Does Winston throw the ball to the wrong team? The Saints haven't blown a lot of teams out, but I feel like they're they're really playing good football, good yeah. sound football, and um, you know I, I like them here minus the five. Yeah, there's some really big games this weekend. Uh, Tennessee Baltimore is going to be a, a bloodbath. And all about the we were talking about this before the pod. This prime time slate, the three prime time games in the NFL. Thursday night, you got Arizona, Seattle. Sunday night, Kansas City, Las Vegas. And then Monday, the Rams, Tampa Bay. You have six teams that are all, if the season ended now, would be in the playoffs. These guys are all going after it. Uh, Should be a fun week. We've got that Thursday night game. I don't like to give Thursday night games because the pod usually doesn't get posted until late Wednesday, early Thursday. Um, But Arizona's plus three in this game. And I feel like they're going to be the biggest public dog of the season right now. I think with Arizona getting this close win, having beaten Seattle a few weeks ago, plus three, feels like everybody's going to want Arizona in this spot. And this is a perfect situation for Seattle to rebound. Yeah. They're going to get Carlos Hyde to play some running back this week. So Carson's not likely. Tyler Lockett is going to play, it sounds like. I think that they're going to have enough on the offensive side. The question is, can you, can you hem in Kyler Murray? Well, they controlled a lot of that game last time, and Murray rallied the troops late for Arizona and ends up winning it in overtime. I like Seattle minus the three in this spot at home. I didn't put them, I didn't put them on my card, 
But I'll have a ticket on them, and I'm really hoping that the number drops under yeah, three. I was just gonna say if you can get it to three and a half, four, you get it to get it to minus two and a half. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, Maybe in a, a real, real good spot if you can get it under two and a half. That's that's my other game that I'm really looking at. And then, you know, I got to mention my Miami Dolphins still winning. Uh, get a comfortable win against the Chargers. I'm getting really fed up with these stats guys talking about how. You know they're getting these easy touchdowns every week and blah 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 and it's just not it's not sustainable and you know Tua's not putting up enough numbers. He hasn't had to. Yeah. He hasn't been in that style of game. It's enough to drive you crazy. If you watch the football game, you can see that they're not trying to do those things. Sure, but the point remains that we don't know if he can. Right. I guess That's you don't know if he can, but. I mean, you're you're gonna bet more that he can't than he can at this point. I mean, I I wouldn't based on what you're seeing with the eye test. So, you know, that's just a, a little rant from me about some of the guys that I'm listening to <laughs> out there. Yeah, the 29th offense in football. What's that? The Dolphins, 29th offense in football yards per game. Yeah, well, you know, when you only have to gain 160 to win by two touchdowns, and you don't have to worry about it. Right. So it's you know this is the this is where numbers can lie. Uh, you know, was, in the Rams game, they decided to just hand the ball off over and over and run the clock because you're up, just absolutely running them out of the building. So you know, they're that's the thing. That's where numbers can be deceptive for sure. They're also the number one uh, defense in the NFL and in, in scoring scoring defense in the NFL. Um, so you know that it's been a formula for teams to be successful. For a very long time, just hasn't been the recent form formula yeah. that teams have been using. So people are, everyone's hung up on stats. It's the fantasy football era that we're in. Uh, but there are a lot of teams that have been successful with defense, including some of the Patriots teams. So it's it's going to be fun to see. I'm, I'm excited about the team. Obviously, if you couldn't tell, um, <laughs> I still think that they're a slight underdog in the division for sure. But I think they're a wild card team, and uh, you know. Playoffs are fun for a team that's got four picks in the first 38, whatever, 40 picks next yeah, year. Yeah. So, pretty excited about that. What about, uh, what else do you see on the card? Yeah, I think those are the big games, uh, Tennessee-Baltimore, and then those primetime games are really the ones pitting. Uh, no, I guess the other one would be that Packers at Indy, talked a little bit about it as, as my pick. Um, so you have uh, five games where you have teams who are, you know, six and three or better playing each other, which is pretty good for a one weekend. Yeah, and you know, let me give you a quick update to my power ratings that I did today as well. Um, so, right now we've got uh, the Chiefs still holding steady at number one. Um, I can't. I, I'm I'm having a real hard time with the Steelers team. You know that they continue to win games, but I continue to be not overly impressed with them. Yeah. This past weekend was against the Bengals and whatever. Um, I have them as number two now. Um, only a half point below the Chiefs, so it's not like it's much. Yeah. Um, and then I have uh, the Saints at number three. Uh, the Buccaneers at number four. Uh, the Packers at number five. The Seahawks at number six. The Ravens at number seven. The Bills at number eight. The Cardinals at number nine. 
the Dolphins at number 10, the Rams at number 11, the Titans at number 12, the Colts at number 13, the Raiders at number 14, the Browns at number 15, and right now, the Minnesota Vikings at number 16. In the top half in the league after that horrendous start. And uh, I continue to, to feel like this Vikings team, they surprised me last week by being able to win with Kirk Cousins in primetime. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, this, this Vikings team, with the, their remaining schedule, has a chance to backdoor those playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to be real interesting. They got the tough one against the Bears on the road. And, uh, you know, I think that they'll take care of business with the Lions and some of their other opponents just aren't that aren't that impressive so I, I think you got to watch out for that Vikings team with that running attack and Justin Jefferson getting better by the week uh, I think they got a shot at getting in the back door thoughts yeah I mean they got uh, some easy winnable games next uh, Dallas at home then you have where to go you got Dallas the next three are, are where they really need to make some some hay. Yeah, Dallas, they have three home games in a row now. Dallas, Carolina, and Jaguars, they'll probably be favored in all three of them. You win those games, you get yourself to 7-5. and five, And then you have the tough stretch of at Tampa Bay, Chicago again, which they, they just beat on the road, and then at New Orleans, and then at the Lions to finish up. Um, again, you win these three games and you're... you're Got some tough games that mean something coming up. Yeah, you could. I mean, you're you're staring down the barrel at nine to ten wins if you win the easy games, you know, and that's easy. Like anything in the NFL is easy, right? Right, right exactly. But it, it's crazy to think about with the way this team started, but they're they're starting to pull it together a little bit. Yeah, if they can win these three, get to that seven and five mark, kind of see where the rest of the NFC is. I think the NFC West is going to be tough. They're probably going to send two, if not three, teams. But the NFC East is definitely only sending one. You don't got to worry about anybody else there. Yeah. The NFC South is That's probably only sending the two. two. Yeah. So I mean, you you got a shot to to have two teams from the north end. So yeah, you just got to overtake the Bears or, or Lions. Yeah, they're past the Lions now, so you just got to overtake the Bears. Yeah, it's very a little bit surprising to see this kind of turnaround, but it's something that I. I identified a couple weeks ago there seeing the schedule that was remaining and the way that the team looked like they were trending. Uh, boy, that loss to the Seahawks is really hurtful now <laughs> where they they lost yeah. the game right at the end. And, uh, you know, losses like that can end up costing a playoff position. Uh, Mike Zimmer's a good football coach, though. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap our selections. It'll be... Uh, Let's see, we've got Thanksgiving next week, huh? Yeah. So we might have to maybe move the pot up one day so that Tuesday we can make, night. So we yeah. can do uh, Thanksgiving uh, stuff. Yeah. Not anything over 10 people if you're listening, government. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Small gatherings. And then a uh, lot of good football next weekend in the NFL. We'll get to it next week, but I was just peeking ahead. A lot of good games. Yeah. And. Yes. We'll get our Thanksgiving Day picks in on the podcast and get that yeah. posted up Tuesday night so that you guys can tail along with us. That special bonus, we're going to pick all three 
games on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that uh, one of them's good. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get some winners on Thanksgiving Day, so that everybody can enjoy their beverages and celebrate appropriately their three yes. victories to start <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya.